Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, episode 100. And if you were expecting something special, good luck. Prepare to be underwhelmed. <laughs> no, like every episode is special, right guys? We hope. Yeah. <laughs> we try. Right, we try. We test. We dig. We're like the homeless in New York with the free bagels. Exactly. We get in there and we reach around for the... For the onion. Would you say the onion or the everything is the premium bagel? Mm, I kind of prefer onion myself, but I like both. I don't know what you think most people prefer. Maybe they prefer everything. Maybe people can tell us in the comments what they prefer or what they think people prefer. What is your favorite (laughs) bagel? Mine right now? System. System? You know, like all the things in the bagel. Well, I'm confused by the question, but my current favorite bagel of, of like, <laughs> of the ones that we get, onion is my second favorite, okay, and my and first the, favorite. When I mean system, I mean the toppings, oh. the whole, like, the whole bagel, sh- you know, I I'm see. sure there's a Yiddish word, you know, like the schmooze. The schmear. The sh- no, that's the cream cheese. Like, okay. I mean, like, the whole thing, like that. Yeah. The whole shlomo. What's the, the whole, whole shlomo, shlomo for you? <laughs> um, this is the kind of quality podcasting you get for 100 episodes. <laughs> um... So we get bagels at a place around us called Brugger's Bagels. And of the places that we have around here, those are our favorite bagels. And actually, we've even ordered ones from New York City before from Russ and Daughters, which is well known for their smoked salmon. And that is really, really good. And even we like them better than the bagels that they send along with their smoked salmon. So anyway, jalapeno bagel. Jalapeno bagel. I love it. Like they are so good. That's my current favorite. So how do you like that? Prepare it again. Mm, I mean, you make them in different ways that I like a lot of them. Sometimes I'll put some avocado down or some cream cheese down. Then I'll throw a fried egg. And if it's the avocado and the fried egg, then I'll grade some hatch chili cheddar on top. I was going to say, that's my favorite is avocado and egg. Because cream cheese and egg is good too. But it's like avocado is kind of a healthier version, and that it's equally good. So that's kind of why I like that. I one actually better. prefer. I I like cream cheese and avocado. Oh, that that's like that's my like most refreshing bagel. Yeah. Like that is really and good. everything, and then cream cheese, and then avocado on top of that, then lemon pepper salt, and then pink Himalayan sea salt just to grind. Yeah. So you're that's saying like, that's a great bagel. morning for me. Everything bagel is your favorite. Right. And okay. then at night, it's it's like an everything bagel. And salmon and cream cheese like and some salmon. yeah and some sliced onion. Mm-hmm. That one's really or good too. like cream cheese and egg at night is is a mm-hmm. good like if I'm still hungry. Yeah. And I've been lifting like I was today, and the meal just did not like you took me somewhere and you're like let's let's share Have this, this half food. <laughs> let's share this half plate of quinoa this thimble full of you know pumpkin squash soup mm, I'm, and I'll, I'll be like is that enough for you and you're like oh I'm so stuffed <laughs> and I'm like huh exactly. huh I'm not even I wouldn't even I wouldn't even use the word stuffed right now <laughs> yeah yeah I know what you mean I I'm a light eater sometimes yeah that's okay yeah but what what really grinds my gears about your eating sometimes mm-hmm. is that you're hungry too you just don't admit it you're like a cultist you try to obey the glorious leader which is what you perceive to be the fat girl in your head (laughs) who's always like the glorious leader says you're not hungry 
<laughs> but really, your body is hungry because you're in the cult. The, the glorious leader can never be wrong. Well, I used to never like being hungry. And part of it was like my job was at the opera. And I really did need um, like major energy <laughs> to be able to do that. Because it's, it's a very athletic form of singing. Like probably of singing. Yeah, like, you know, it takes a lot of energy, a lot of like... Uh, uh, support and everything like that, like in your diaphragm and your stomach and everything like that. And just lung, like your lungs have to really be working. So anyway, I, I never could like, I always had to make sure I ate and I wasn't hungry, um, so that I could get through like opera singing and stuff. But now that I'm retired and part of like our health thing that we've been into a little more lately, um, is like, like sort of playing with intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that we go the full level that some people say you should do of like, you should only eat in this many hours a day. I think ours is like a little longer, but anyway, I think the point is sometimes I'm like, well, I, now I've gotten used to like, I guess feeling a little hungry sometimes is not the worst thing in the world. And like, it doesn't bother me as much now because that we've done that. So then sometimes I'm like, well, I could have a bagel at night, but I I'm not like all that hungry, like just maybe a little bit, and I'm like, or I could be. Good. I only have, and I'm just trying. To I be only good. have the bagel because yeah. I want to sleep. Okay. Like, because there, it's really hard to sleep when you're hungry. Yeah. But I don't like to now eat to the point of being full. I like to eat to the point of being sated, and I don't like to eat for lunch, even though we did eat for lunch today. But I needed to do a salad because I lifted weights and I needed more energy. And I only have breakfast. So the intermittent fasting is between... And, and I'm sure no one finds this interesting. <laughs> but but that's what we're doing today. So, yeah. <laughs> so the 100th episode is all about bagels. Bagels. Yeah. But it's it's a bit about the cult. It's a bit about the cult. The cult went full cult today with, uh, you know, like in the face of a lot of evidence that I think that we're going to talk about. Like, I mean, serious injury. Um, people People are really suffering. And then... They just said, hey, screw that. You all have to be vaccinated. Oh, you! everybody who works has to be vaccinated. But, you know, like, it's what I hate about this entire thing is the cultured campaign of division and assassination. And then here's the thing that tells you that it wasn't genuine today. They said um, everybody needs to be vaccinated by January 4th. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's after the holidays. Right. So what they're saying basically is they know a lot of people are kind of depressed. And a lot of people are going to really try to make some memories the, this holiday. Because it's, it's been brutal, like, for a lot of people. Yeah. And so they're going to spend where, where they can. Everything costs more money. Yeah. And holiday spending kind of breaks the average person. Most people are kind of not responsible. And I'm not a big fan of holiday spending because there's just real no reason for it. Mm -hmm. um, there are no more holidays anymore. It's not like you're actually celebrating, you know, Christ's birth. And then I'll have, like, these, like, knob writers who come out and say, well, actually, you know, there's 14 different ethnic holidays. Yeah, they're all made up. There are, and, and none of them were celebrated until we started celebrating Christmas. Mm -hmm. And then you guys had to be like, oh, well, you know, we hate that you have that thing. So we have to have our thing, too. It's like, why don't you just let people have their thing and then you go have your thing? Yeah. Why don't you stop remaking everything and invent something new? Right. But they don't want to do that. So um, the cult decided that everybody needed to be vaccinated. And so they know that the mass majority of people 
are going to overspend for the holidays and you know you kind of like you know you're swole on turkey you're jacked on eggnog and pumpkin spice and then is the last of the crinkle paper full you know grows silent at about 11 o'clock on christmas morning someone in that family goes what have i done you know (laughs) i spent a lot of money (laughs) these bills are gonna come due you know and then you know you're not gonna be and i'm not i mean i think everybody in this podcast is smarter than this but like let's just go with the average person and and people right now who might be you know pretty feisty today people are pretty feisty um a little sip of my Phil's Jacob's Wonder Bar, Phil's Way, which is the mm-hmm. way to order it. Cup was a little weird today. I know. I wonder if they. I wonder if like the CIA got to it. I wonder if that's like anthrax, like bleeding through the top of or it. Or like, I wondered if suddenly they're using like environmental, uh, you know, more environmentally friendly cups because it's like, um, it's yeah, like it's getting like, concave on the side and like it's like it's not holding up, which is. And weird. I have an I have an important prime rib to eat tonight. <laughs> Now, if I spill this this Jacob's Wonder Bar all over me, I will still go eat that prime rib. And this is kind of a fancy place. Mm-hmm. But I will still sit down and eat that prime rib with, like, coffee stains all over me. I don't care. <laughs> um, Your shirt's gray, so it'll uh, it'll not show up too much. I think of an entire latte spilled on you. I don't think there's any amount of gray that's going to cover that up. <laughs> I know. I was just <laughs> trying to be positive. <laughs> One time we were in the mall, and we got uh, a chocolate... Ice cream ice sandwich. Cream, ice cream cone, I think. Ice cream cone. <laughs> yeah, I and I that. gave it to the Medusa to eat. And then <laughs> it started to fall because, of course, it would fall with Medusa. She, Like, you may not know in real life, she's a little... Would you call yourself clumsy? I mean, but that's weird because yeah. in a lot of ways... I'm not clumsy or clumsy. No, you're, you're, you had excellent like, reflexes. But I'm saying, like, let's say at the opera, right. I never really had any incidents that I right. can recall where I would, like, trip on stage or, you know, drop stuff. Like, one opera, I had to catch a broom that a character threw at me, and I had to catch it, and I caught it every time. Like, yes. I was so worried, like, oh, what if I don't catch it one night? Which, that could just happen. But, like, I caught it every time. You know, stuff like yeah. that. So, like, no, no I'm pretty... You have amazing reflexes, yeah. and you're and you're very agile and all those kinds of things. But then in certain situations, you get nervous. Like if you're hungry, you get really nervous and shaky, and then, and then, and then you'll mock some something days, over. Some days I just And then there feel was, there's like the, the family memory that you guys have. <laughs> what? I, would, I went through like one or like two week period of time where I knocked my glass of milk over at the t- dinner table like about three times within a two week period. Like it was really weird. And her normally cool dad like watching all this milk just go. Like, I know. He, you can still hear him gritting his teeth. Huh? Yeah. You can still feel the tension. You're even gritting your I teeth know, now. I know. I feel a little to... tense right now. <laughs> just thinking about it. Like after the third day, I, I, he must have just like, oh, come on. <laughs> I Use think, both hands. Yeah. Pay attention. Be careful. <laughs> and you weren't young. I was like in high school. Yeah. I think I had boys on the brain yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> oh, well. And, you know, maybe I was going through a brief, like, awkward phase probably. Sure. You know. Yeah. People. That, that can happen to teens. Yeah. So. <laughs> so anyways, Medusa takes the ice cream cone and I think she was a little shaky or nervous or whatever. And it begins, the, the ball of ice cream begins to tip off the top. And so she just jams it into my shirt. I didn't mean to. It's like such a weird. Um, she just like like like, like the Will yeah. Ferrell thing, you know, where 
in uh, Zoolander. And he's like, this coffee's hot. And then, like, he pours it on his assistant. It was exactly that. You did yeah. that to me. <laughs> like, and we're just sitting in this, in this mall. And I'm, I'm now, just like, ah. like, I am now covered all in, like, ice cream. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, jeez. <laughs> I know. I literally had to go buy, like, shirts I'm that, so like, sorry. right there. Because that shirt was destroyed. Yeah. And the guy's all, you want me to clean this? And I'll just throw it away. It's dead. I feel terrible. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, I did not mean to. It was my uh, my reflexes. Yeah, it's just like, boom, reflex. And I was like, what? Why did I just do that? Yeah, it's almost like your reflexes are so fast they get away from that you. I can't. It's like before my thought can process yeah. about like, hey, should you do this or not? <laughs> so. But watching you with things that make you nervous or delicate is like, have you ever seen a cat play with an ice cube? Or like on a hot tin roof and they're like, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, yeah probably that, like that's you. Yeah. <laughs> like when you have like sometimes the eggs a little slippery on the avocado on the bagel <laughs> and watching you try to like keep it, keep it on there. And then, yeah, yeah. I know. not me. I'm a bull. I am slow and ponderous. <laughs> well, it works out. We're it does a good work team. Out. It does work out. <laughs> so, you know, they decided everybody's going to do it. And, and I think a lot of people are going to go through the holidays and kind of putting the inevitable on hold when, you know, locking shields. But then if you're going to lock shields, you know, and resist, which I think a lot of people are going to do it. And I think this is our moment now. And I'm going to lay out a little plan I think we can do. But this is our moment where we can really stick it to them because... What they are trying to do is economically strangle us, and they are tying the vaccination, the mandates of vaccination, all this kind of stuff, to your work. And a lot of people are saying no, and there's been this sort of temporary reprieve until January, because they know it's not popular, because it was supposed to be November 1st. Mm, Yeah, that's true. So what they're hoping is that everybody will be more financially insecure Mm. by January, and then... You won't necessarily, you know, go into your boss and be all, take this job and shove it. <laughs> I ain't working here no more. And that's an actual song, right? That is an actual song. Tom, you, Tom you, Tillis. I was going to say, you probably know who it's by. Tom Tillis. I've never heard of him. You never, uh, you never done country, baby. <laughs> I know a little bit, but not, you know a, little country? not a whole lot. I mean, and probably mm, three quarters of what I know, at least, I learned uh, uh, from you. Because uh, you... Yeah are somewhat of a fan of it, like, of, let's see, who's the one from Bakersfield? Buck Owens. Yeah, like Buck Owens. I like, I like Buck Owens, I would say, yeah. And Merle Hart. Merle and Merle Haggard. Merle Haggard is, I only yeah. really knew, like, who Garth Brooks was, and maybe, like, one or country. two other people of his ilk. That's not country. I saw Garth Gar- Brooks in, in real life at uh, the opera. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a fundraising yeah. concert, yeah. and he sang a song, and it was Garth cool. Brooks is not country because he has never sang in front of wood paneling. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you think never? Probably no, Probably never. at some point he has. No, he never has. <laughs> he even has an album called I've Never Sang in Front of Wood Paneling and Therefore I'm Not Country. Every like yeah. 70s country album when you'd be homesick and they'd, you know, greatest hits, country's greatest hits and it'd be these ladies with giant bouffant platinum Texas blonde hair and men you know and they'd all be singing in front of wood paneling like it was a cabin like they're just up there in the cabin yeah take this job and shove it (laughs) i ain't work or they'd have like uh they would soft focus like a studio and they'd be wearing all these like sequins and diamond not real diamonds but you know like and then like it would be it would glitter country was pretty fun too yeah 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 so i mean and the 
as far as with the them putting off the mandates slightly until January. Oh, you want to get back on the subject? No, I, I mean, hey, keep keep going on your tangent. I'm cool. No, I think I've mined country I in the so. 1970s enough. <laughs> um, but I wonder if the other reason besides yours, which I think is a good uh, theory, a good reason, but maybe they're realizing that so many people are resisting that they need more time to kind of figure out how to re- how they can replace those workers like how they're doing somewhat with the national guard well, maybe the, they're like yeah they're, and they've got to get they've got to get the immigrant just had like a oh, tree story yeah. from a friend in the middle of uh america in mm-hmm. middle america and uh their tiny community ha- now has 300 afghani families who don't speak 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 of the lick of the english yeah so um you know that's that and so they got to get those people online so that they can go to the Amazon fulfillment centers and and literally work in cages, and have suicide netting so they don't leap to their death. They'll think it's great. But wow. Yeah. Um, no, they have that in China, like the Apple Whoa. factory. They have suicide netting because people love working for Apple so much. Wow, yeah. that is bad. But you know, the guy who runs Apple is gay, so it's okay. Oh right, he's yeah. a hero. Yeah. He's a so hero. So he can do no I'm, wrong. I've already reported you to the FBI for daring to question Tim Cook, and I love you. Well, I am questioning away. Come and get me, FBI. <laughs> I'm Tim Cook questioning. That's that's my gender. Hey, uh, these days, I think if you wanted that to be your gender, uh, yes. you could you could have that. Be I your think gender. my gender now is um, insurrection curious. I like that one. I I might put myself down for that one too. Insurrection curious. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. If I need an alternative one, I think I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> I think we're going to have some more joiners on that one, I'm, maybe. Uh, I'm gay for freedom. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have ourselves a new minority right here. Yeah. So so they're going to get everybody gay for freedom. <laughs> gay for freedom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm for being a... Le- I'm, I'm lesbian enemies. Les- lesbian enemies. Oh, I was like, what? What does <laughs> that have to do with enemies. That's that's a reach. That, that's yeah, when the joke goes too far. <laughs> so um, yeah, so that's 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 what I think's coming. I I think that they're going to try to take our weaker elements in the movement, whatever you want to call it, the resistance, uh, whatever we are. Um, we're doing it, and and right now is the early days, and I think we all like really go for it. And I'm going to give you uh, my clue on how we could go for it. And it's an actionable step, and I think you'll like it. Um. If we all really go for it right now, we can create the momentum and really encourage everybody to get through to January 4th and not be in a position of financial need so that you can tell that boss, if you require this, take this job and shove it. What we've seen from the uh, fire stations and the police and the airline pilots and anybody who's chosen to do this, it's, they, they are corporations or alligators with hummingbird asses, as my dad would say. It's all mouth, and they're they're they, they when they have to actually like still run their business, and you say no. It's amazing how these uh, mandates fold, or we're not doing that, or uh, we're gonna need a, a you know exemption. So it's in your best interest to to fight. You know you can take the vaccine if you want someday, but fight it out. But to fight it out like any fight, you are going to need to pace yourself. You are going to need to prepare yourself for that fight. Mm-hmm. You know, you, there's no sense in, sense in showing up to a gunfight if you don't have a gun or ammo. And so you got to kind of think of it that way right now. Mm-hmm. So here's my plan. Um, starting the day from Black Friday, don't don't spend any money. 
it's a good plan. You know, don't don't buy the stuff. Don't, like, here's the deal: it will all be on sale. Yeah. On January 10th. Well, even Everything... as we found in past years, right after Christmas, I think within a day or two or three yeah. after Christmas, we went shopping once and like everything was on sale, like literally everything. Yeah, is but we're doing jujitsu here, so we have to get yeah. them in a chokehold. Yeah. And then we have to hang on. That's true. Until, not even when they tap out, they've got to they've got to blank out. Yeah. They've got to they've got to we've got to get that we have to get them to a place where. We have to get them upright and tap on the back of their neck and revive them and stuff like that. We can't even have the tap out because mm-hmm. they'll do that sometimes and then come back two weeks later. And the way to strangle corporate America, which is to strangle the government because the government is using corporate America to implement this, is to not buy anything, to make it the most dismal you know, play a game. Like, it's no big deal. Your kids' lives aren't ruined. Your life isn't ruined. Don't – there's stuff that you want. Tell yourself right now, hey, you know what? I was looking to get the the Xbox X series or I was going to get this thing, you know, or whatever. Um, I know you want it. It will be cheaper once we strangle them out, mm-hmm. choke them out. It will be cheaper. But if you want – if you really are serious about freedom and all these kinds of things – Make this the year, starting the day before Black Friday, that you stop spending. And if that means don't go on the Amazon site, don't buy books, don't look at the deals because it's all attractive, don't do it because this is about a lot more than, you know, like, no, 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 then there wasn't Christmas, but then Christmas was saved. But since you're, like, shooting your own self in the foot... I'll go ahead and give you a plug and say if people want to buy your and Jason's books still, they can actually buy them off your website yeah, you and then buy them off the website, Amazon you know, or, or yeah. other things like but, that, you know, like I support things that think, are not corporate. I think that this could be a family's best year. Yeah. Like if you just commit to not worshiping at the mall and you're like, you know, we're going to figure out, like some families do like new things, like we're going to have sushi, you know, like we're going to, we're going to do, so we're going to go on a hike Christmas day. We're going to like, we're not buying anything. You know, or we're going to buy Bitcoin, you know, or whatever it is. Or, you know, maybe you dig back in history and you realize that, like, our forebears, you know, Abraham Lincoln times, 1830s, you know, they they decorated their tree with popcorn and maraschino cherries. They Not, not maraschino cherries, probably dried cherries. They didn't <laughs> maraschine. They didn't maraschine in 1930. <laughs> There was no Italians here in 1930. That's the big... That, that didn't happen until later. Mm-hmm. So how can you have maraschino cherries if you don't have cherry... You know... I think you can't. Italians. Yeah. Maybe there were Italians. There weren't a lot. That Not came lot. later. Yeah. And thankfully, because I love Italian food and culture, mm-hmm. and especially delis. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, Italian delis are my favorite. I like Jewish delis, but I actually like Italian delis the best because they smell the best. Jewish delis still smell good, too. But Italian delis... It's like, oh, I'm instantly hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's just start slicing cold cuts. Yeah. Let's just pile that on a sandwich. Let's put some jardinera on that. A little salt, uh, you know, oil, salad dressing, salt and pepper, mayonnaise, hoagies, grinders, and torpedoes. Fold that up. I love it. And last time we were in our favorite Two one. Two meatball subs. Last time we were in our favorite one, we were there to, like, get some Italian groceries because that's, like, a little grocery, too. And we didn't get a sandwich because I forget why. We had another plan. I had already prepped a salad we making, at home or we something. We were making macaroni and cheese. Or something. Yeah, something like that. So we didn't get it. And, like, I'm still, like, ooh, I could go for a Claro's sandwich. If you're ever in the L.A. and Orange County Basin and you uh, – all the Italians go to Claro's Deli. And I, I go there because I'm half Irish and that's okay. 
but uh, the Italians hit me to that. And so Claro's Deli, their sandwiches are the bomb. Get the spicy Italian. So good. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, so just make this the year that you do something different with the fam. And tell them, hey, on the other side of this, we, you know, we're going to save all this money. We're going to max it out. You're going to get the iPhone. You're going to get the Xbox. You're going to, you know, if you can find a new car. You know, whatever it is, whatever you were planning to do, stall it until we choke them out. But what's the sense in buying stuff if someone you love is going to be forced to get that, or even yourself, is going to be forced to get that vaccine, and they have pericarditis, myocarditis, um, the week after, and maybe they don't die. Some people die right there. These kids seem to die. Mm-hmm. Um, athletes on the field seem to die, which is so odd because you think an athlete's cardiovascular system would be great, and they yeah. seem to be the ones having the biggest problems. What is the sense in having that stuff if if you if someone's hurt, or what is the sense in having that stuff if you feel like you had to wear the slave collar to get it because you, you don't ever want to put that slave collar on. It's like I had someone ask me one time and they were questioning whether they were disabled because um, they wanted to go on workman's comp or they were thinking about it. And they said, do you, do you think I should do that? And I said, are you disabled? And they're like, no, not really. They said, see, that's the thing that I've observed about people. If, if, you, if you have to say you're disabled to get disabled money, your mind will begin to disable you. You you'll you'll then go into the doctor and kind of feign the injury more because you want it. You know, like you will, but you will be, you will make yourself sicker than you actually are. Yeah, and part of it is because like you'll be telling people, oh, well, I'm off on disability. Yeah, I'm I'm on disability, and you will like you will be speaking yeah. it into existence more because and you'll start to think of yourself. And more the mind is a powerful thing. Yeah, psycho. You will you will add that limp, and the limp will become real. And like you don't want to do that. You want to be who is i was i was just talking to a friend of mine who lost his arm um in vietnam is a green beret and and we were talking about that very thing and he said you know they've always since 1968 offered me a disabled plate and i always tell them i'm not disabled and i'm like and he's got a hook arm wow and i'm like everybody can see al that you have a hook arm that's really cool. but he he doesn't want to be disabled good for him you know and and he's great so it's it's a mindset thing and everything like that, but just you know, for this month going forward, you know, because um, we're gonna have to, we're gonna the rubber meets the road the day before the on Thanksgiving Day, and you know they're gonna they're coming after us right now with the holiday season, but if we can make them feel the pinch, if we get like, yeah, other people are not gonna do it. They're gonna go to the malls. They're gonna do all these things, and you're gonna see it. And they're gonna get all the deals and blah blah blah. But when you look at actual revolutions and what it takes to flip a country, you only need between 4 to 4 to 11% of the population to make meaningful change. So if the 4 to 11%, and I think there's a lot more of us, even Manchin today was caught saying, I think that the, what the election the other night proves is that America might be moderate right. Wow. So if, if a large portion of us just go ahead and sit this one out, this holiday season... Um, but on the other side of it, we break them, you know, or we force them, which it's kind of crazy, which is what they're doing today, which is like they they couldn't stand the election. They can't stand that we won't do the mandate. And so rather than reason or arguments, you know, or just like, you know, hey, we're taking the loss on this one. They're literally doubling down. And the Democratic Party is in free fall. And you've got Ocasio-Cortez over there saying, 
oh, see, this is what happens when you cater to the moderate side of the party. And it's like, you dolt. Your side just sank you. You yeah. you just sank your side. Yeah. You know, but she's literally that? in her Tesla, literally driving and recording uh, a podcast, which is a foolish thing to do, and I have done it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so um, it's just it's just interesting. And so I I you know go home to your family, and talk about that. Don't don't make the high handed decision. Get everybody on board and and tell them why. And maybe watch It's a Wonderful Life or something like that. Mm-hmm. You will find, I promise you this right now. If you do this, this holiday season, I promise you that it will be the greatest holiday season of your life. And that your family will remember it forever. And if we win, and I think we will because as I've said, our cause is righteous. If we win, you will go to your grave like, like the St. Crispin's Day speech which is Christmas Day, um, from Henry V. You will remember that you held the line, that you did this that year, and you broke tyranny, a run, an out-of-control, tyrannical government and global elite. Their lifeblood, even in Charles's speech the other day, said it's corporate America that out, you know, weighs um, what government can do because government doesn't have the money to implement these things. And it doesn't have, government can't go down the street vaccinating everybody. There are not enough people. But it can convince you that your livelihood through work, it can compel you. But you have the power right now to be just like that man in Tiananmen Square. And you can stand in front of that corporate tank and you can say no. And yes, I don't think that guy's alive. I don't think he lived more than a few more minutes or, you know, whatever it is. But that when when they show the images of freedom and standing up against tyranny which which do you want to be in do you want to be in the tank or you want to be the guy and we're coming down to that so you know that's 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 the plan that i uh, that i i we're going to do it and it hey it may just be the medusa and i we're cool with it we're you know and i know we don't have little kids looking at us and blah 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 but this is your year to get creative and do something interesting. And I promise that in the doing of that, you will find something that you could have never purchased in any store. And you'll remember it forever. I like it. I think that is a good idea. Very much so. And, uh, yes. Yeah, so I think we were also going to talk maybe a little bit about uh, some things we heard on our buddy Alex Jones show Man last Bear night. <laughs> and I, by buddy, I mean from afar. It's not like we've ever met him, but he's our new. He's our new. Man, uh, sign me up for a weekend with Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that is just chaos unlimited. You know what? Like since we just like have begun to start listening to him some only recently, and we never really had before. I find that he actually seems like a very nice person, yeah, even person. when he takes callers. I've found that some radio type hosts, show hosts, who take calls, mm, sometimes they're not super nice to their callers. Yeah, Dennis you know Miller I mean? never was. Yeah. Dennis Miller was always really mean. <laughs> but I feel like he actually... He would always, like, whatever he said, they would he would take it the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Alex Jones is actually very nice to people, and he takes them seriously. He doesn't act like he's smart and they're stupid or something. But in so. Dennis Miller's defense, he had been <laughs> wounded. You know, like, like so, he, like most celebrities, he, he's smaller. You know. 
So he talks about it and he laughs about it. He thinks it's really funny. But one time there was this kid who was dying. And so his make-a-wish was to meet Dennis Miller. And so Dennis, like, he had to, like, hire a limo and, like, drive, like, like way out into the sticks to see this kid. And mm-hmm. and he just felt like, hey, I'm doing the right thing here. I'm, I'm doing a good thing. And he met the kid and he spent the day with the kid. Well, the kid ended up recovering. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a book. And he wrote about, you know, the really greatest moment of that sickness was getting to meet Dennis Miller. And then he added this. What was it? I, he's like, I've never met a human being with such tiny hands. Yeah. <laughs> and that, like, Dennis read that, and it it just destroyed him. Him and his, him and his co-hosts cannot, yeah. can't, like, they can never stop laughing. No one it. would ever let somebody. him down. Like, even on his last show, like, <laughs> someone called up and said, you know, I, I'll miss you. And, and I just, that we both practice the ancient Chinese art of hand binding. You know, <laughs> he laughs about it, but like stuff like that stings. Yeah. You know, here's here's a tip I'm gonna tell everybody right now. Never say to anybody, you know who you look like. Right. Because it's never flattering. Unless unless that person is gonna say, Brad Pitt. Yeah, it's gotta be. You know, like, the mo- the you know, like or the guy or who actress. was on GQ, or yeah. you know, or the, this actress, like, and she's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, everybody says she's beautiful. Yeah. But don't ever say, oh, you look like my friend Larry, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I it never works out. Right. They always give you this look like, really? Yeah. Really? You think I look like that guy? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a few of those. I've had a few good You ones. always get Ashley Judd. Well, yeah. And I'm, when she was hot. She, yeah, like a while back. And I was fine with that. And I, I got a couple other ones that I liked. And then I've gotten a couple random ones that I did not like. And I, I can't even tell you who they were because I hadn't heard of them. And then I would look them up and I would be like, what? <laughs> Mine are weird. I used to get Luke Perry. I used to get, when I got out of the army, I got Bruce Willis. Oh, really? Yeah. And, but Vince Vaughn was like the big and one. Then, and then it morphed time. into Vince Vaughn. Yeah. And then for it, there was a Tom Arnold season. Yeah, I, I don't. I and don't then see that. lately, it's Michael Rooker, and I'm not displeased. I'm not displeased with Michael Rooker. That's oh, a you're good, way better. That's looking. a good look. But I, but it's because of that that picture <laughs> the pic, where they someone <laughs> made you have the same. Yeah. Um, but now people, other people look say, yeah, him. yeah, the other blue people, face yeah. and the red mohawk thing. Yeah, what the, is Mar- that the Mary Poppins, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, they made you look like him, and yeah. I was like. And I do see, like, okay, those pictures look really similar, yeah, but so. I don't normally think you look like I'm him. I'm dying to find out what it is next. You know, <laughs> like, Don Knotts, come on. <laughs> I'm on pins exactly. and needles. Yeah. Um, so, what were, you, what were you saying? So, um, I think, like, there were a couple things that Alex was talking about last night, and he was, like, really upset last night, right? And I think the main reason was about children, in regards to in regards to vaccine mandates, I heard for something today that I, as you were telling him to, I prayed to God. I said, "Oh God, please let that be just like misinformation on our side, like someone trying to just like shit stir the pot and make up horrible stuff." Because what you told me, I, I can't believe that that would happen. It was an article posted on our signal group, Nick's signal group that he started. So I mean. It was from it's one of our, our people it's all of that posted it as a, you know one of our group of friends, all of us here, um, and it was it was really disturbing. You tell about yeah, do you want me to pull it up or just no, from just, memory? Just it was just free ball it. It not just it was that um, Navy SEALs did a raid on a cargo ship or a cargo container 
um, in, in the, the port Long of Long Beach, Beach yeah. Port. Which like the car, like that cargo ship store, I'm telling you, it's legit. Like it's now stacking up in Orange County. Oh yeah, like we can, yeah, we've talked yeah. about it that we can see like so many of those ships out there, and we never could before. So um, and that they did, um, and it was like a child trafficking bust, and they found I think around 200 children from all over. Um, that were like emaciated and chained up and everything and like 12 dead children yeah. and it was really drinking horrible. out of like stagnant mm-hmm. oil drums full of water and no and I'm like uh, you know and the other the other unusual thing was they seemed to be from several different nations mm-hmm. and just children literally being smuggled in yeah so you know when everybody tries to tell you oh you you conservatives believe in Pizzagate and stuff like that. Yeah, you know what? You know why? Because stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cause there's a, because for some reason, you guys want a lot of unaccompanied children to disappear into America. I know. And, and I don't see them. Where are they at? I know. But I get told about tunnels beneath Washington and other cities and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, high up muckety-mucks in City Hall and the Republican Party and the Democrat Party... And, you know, people have made... And Jeffrey Epstein, what do you think they were doing at that temple he built on his island? They weren't just molesting children. Yeah. Awful. So, <clears throat> I I remembered kind of the gist of one of the most shocking headlines that he was talking about last night. And um, I looked it up and I was, I was able to find, like, a lot of iterations of it. So, I don't know if this is the exact one that he was... Uh, he had on there, but there are basically a lot of uh, sites that are kind of talking about the same thing, and it is that 86% of children suffered an adverse reaction to the Pfizer COVID vaccine in clinical trial. 86% of them had an adverse reaction. What in the world? Like, what are they thinking trying to give this to every child? Yeah, and and then they said, the, the, the board that recommended it with the FDA, they said, well, the only way to really know is to give it to everybody. So you didn't like the results, and now you want everybody to, to, to take it? And then there was that lady who worked in it. Yeah, so that was the other article, and I, I had I had read that one. And we'll post these articles. A few days ago, and again, I don't think from this exact site, but it, again, a bunch of sites are talking about it, um, and it's all kind of the same information. And it was a few days ago, so I don't totally remember a lot of it, but it's basically that there is a whistleblower who exposed multiple issues with Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine trial. She worked for a um, company called Ventavia, I think it was. And basically, as soon as she... Go to find it. As soon as she reported... She basically... There were so many problems. It was so shoddy, like, on so many levels. She would kept being like, what? Like, why are... And she's been in, like, clinical trials for 20 years, I think. So, like, she was like this is totally wrong and crazy and this is and she basically reported her concerns to the fda and then she was fired later the same day it's amazing the amount of people who get fired or you know resign supposedly it's uh, about a hundred different people in government the fda and the cdc that have objected and you know fallen on their sword or left and yet here today that just president juice box you know, goes out there and, and, and acts like, like this is World War Two, and we're fighting Nazis, like, while 86, like, and here's the thing that people need to understand. This myocarditis, you know, like, again, big believer that things can be reversed. 
but statistically people die within 10 to 12 years of getting myocarditis. And we've just learned that and in I, the last few and days. And I know and there's like some people who listen to this podcast that have had those issues. And I, and I do believe that if you really get on a health regimen, you can reverse that damage. You yeah. really can. But most people are not going to do that. Most people are going to fall into the hands of doctors who are going to prescribe them more pills mm-hmm. made by the pharma companies that really won't do a damn and might actually hurt you, might might alleviate some symptoms, but that's really disappearing symptoms. You have to remember a lot of the times, symptoms are the body's way of letting you know that you have something to address. You have some heart problems today, you can reverse that immediately through diet, exercise, and stress reduction. And I think there's a lot of other, like you can you can embark on a health journey they can make you healthier be- eventually than you were before you got the shot. I do yeah. believe that. I do And I've seen that too. in my life. I've seen that in my own life and I've seen it in other people's lives. Yeah, I believe it too. Um, I mean, I think we've talked about it before, but I mean, I've had that in my own life in a different way. I mean, not over a vaccine, but like I've had an autoimmune condition. I've been told the only way you can address this is to go on these immune system ruining drugs for the rest of your life and you'll have to be a slave to them and like show up once or twice a month and get these infusions or give yourself shots, all this stuff. Oh, can I go off of them when I get better? Oh no, that would be even worse. You know, so you have to, so anyway, and we decided not to do it, not to go on them and to like go the natural way and, you know, look up natural remedies and do those. And I got better. And I've been better. And I've read, like, a lot of people's testimonies um, with similar things. Same thing. It's always, like, natural healing. If you kind of go that route and you really start researching it, I yeah, it's like um, doing medicine the right way and kind of getting to the root of the problem instead yeah. of just continuing to put Band-Aids on it, but yeah, not getting exactly. to the root of it. So, yeah, so I think that can happen. I think, I think that, you know, there are a lot of... It, it, it's not it's it, it's it's a stunning decision for the government to say we're going to force you to do this but then it's a really sort of like it just shows sort of the cravenness of it we're going to do this and we're going to force you to do it when you're going to be at your most vulnerable most people are actually financially their most vulnerable at the beginning of the year companies and corporations you know we've done our books you know we're starting off we don't have it we don't have any income yet on january 4th because you know all the income ended on december 31st you know everybody is very vulnerable and and that again what i hate about the left and when, once they got in charge and even when they weren't in charge is they use every crisis to advance their agenda these crises these past two years in my lifetime were as hard as it gets for America and it's amazing that people who supported these people got rich and these people did not relent in attempting to force us control us and destroy us like at no point did government in all of this try to help us in the least you know everything was was to destroy us and and like yeah, I might have given out some money, but that, that money was bullshit money. Everybody went to Robin Hood with that money and, and, and you know, tanked Game Stonk, you know? <laughs> so, like, you got to look, like, I mean, this is, like, this is reaching the level where you do something, and everybody's talking about it. And I think that something is pretty serious. So I, I'm offering a something you can do now that's a safe and legal and effective high. Not car batteries thrown into the sea but that's a joke if you've heard about that um 
that you can do and that's that's to say no to the economic you know bacchanal me mass that corporate america has it's not even enough that it has to be after thanksgiving now it has to be after halloween and they've just ruined the whole thing so why not piss in their wheaties why not barf in their garden why not stick it to them and the best way that you can do that is to hurt their bottom line is to make their executives lose their jobs to make their the people that invest in those companies say where's our returns we didn't get any returns to make them pay let let the stock sit on the shelf this this crisis that they're creating it's to make you pay more like a, like an Xbox instead of it being 499 you can get it for 900 bucks you know they're, they're they're just screwing us and laughing about it and you know and, and it's amazing they create the problem and then they sell you the vaccine to cure it that's what happened so your mileage may vary that's the hundredth episode uh if you get a chance maybe share this episode if you don't want to subscribe maybe you could subscribe but like share this episode around on facebook and twitter and whatever other social media sites that you're on we We'd like to grow the channel more as we head into the new year. Um, and uh, we're going to need more subscriptions and more people to do that. And, and But we like doing it, and we hope you like doing it. And so if you, if you get a chance, maybe give us a shout-out or share. If you're somebody who listens to podcasts, you don't mind blowing some chits, some coins, some dosh, some clams, some simoleons on a super chat mentioning us go for it you know we're you know do whatever you can to help us spread the pot there's only so much we can do and you have to remember i'm a throttled individual like jason will send me stuff showing how throttled i am on social media um it's very hard for me to like get the message out about this podcast and the medusa does not participate actively in social media so would you guys please be our social media arm and share this podcast around and if you get a chance subscribe we will be back tomorrow with another podcast i think either tomorrow or saturday we're going to do an insiders only podcast so you do want to subscribe and we're going to talk about some really interesting stuff and uh we might be binging a documentary and then come back and and and, um, break that down and then like do some deep dives and explore that kind of stuff but never doubt we love you that's the podcast